1: The following podcast was recorded and released for the good people over at my Patreon on Monday, April the 26th, and it will contain all kinds of spoilers and stuff. It also means I have no idea what I'm going to be doing with my Fridays going forward. I mean, with the exception of the one week off we had between shows, because of WandaVision and then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I have had something super fun to do every Friday since mid-January. And now what? Loki doesn't land until June. June! And now I'm supposed to what? Just not have something to look forward to each week? Why would they do that to me? Hey, little nerd boy, here's some mighty sweet content for you to consume each Friday. Like it? Good. Love it? Great. But guess what? No more. Now you gotta suffer, little nerd boy. But don't suffer alone. No, make those around you feel the pain as well. After all, you can't suffer alone. Make the people around you pay with your random fits of melancholy, where you reminisce about the good times. What's more, complain about it on your podcast. You might even want to cry. That's sure to make folks uncomfortable. Step aside, people. Fat nerd crying. Fat nerd crying. (coughs) Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining me once again for this deep dive into the life of a sedentary narcissist I like to call my other podcast. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and yeah, for those of you on my Patreon, coming at you a bit later than normal with this one. Got my second vaccine shot on Thursday, and while it didn't knock me on my behind, it did take away all my motivation for the weekend, and so that's why you had to wait until Monday. And so I thank you for your patience. I hope the episode does not disappoint. So this past Friday, we saw the final episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode number six, which was entitled One World, One People. Let's just get into it. Here's what Wikipedia has to say about the episode. Wearing a new Captain America uniform and flight suit from the Wakandans, Wilson flies to New York to stop the Flag Smasher's attack with the help of Barnes, Carter, and Walker. Carter accidentally reveals that she is the power broker to Batrock and kills him while Wilson attempts to reason with Morgenthau before Carter kills her as well. Wilson convinces the GRC to postpone the forced relocation of displaced people that Morgenthau died fighting for, and instead... Make efforts to help them. The remaining serum enhanced flag smashers are caught by Barnes and Walker and sent to the raft. But they are killed by Zemo's butler, Osnick in route. Dave Fontaine gives Walker a new uniform and code name US Agent. Barnes makes amends with everyone he hurt or enabled as the winter soldier, while Wilson has a memorial dedicated to Bradley added to the Captain America Museum exhibit. In a mid-credit scene, after receiving a full pardon, Carter rejoins the CIA and intends to use this access to sell government secrets and resources. Yeah, that description leaves a lot to be desired. So this episode, we're in New York City. Sam Wilson, the Falcon, is now Captain America. The Wakandans have created him a new flight suit with the wings. It's very reminiscent of the suit that he wears in the comics as Captain America. I, myself, liked aspects of it, didn't like some aspects of it. I didn't really care for the freaking shoulder pads. I don't know what those blocky things on his shoulders were meant to be or what function they may have had. The thing about costumes in the MCU versus costumes in the comic books, the costumes in the MCU, at least for folks like Captain America and the Falcon and whatnot, they they always seem to be functional. They're, they're, each piece of it has a function, but I have no idea what these blocks on his shoulders are supposed to be used for. But the costume itself is pretty cool. Wasn't a big fan of the whole headgear part of it, and that's not because of the way it looked. It just it seemed to fit him kind of odd. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I liked it, and I didn't like it. I have a feeling that when Captain America 4 comes out, which they have announced and we'll have Sam as Cap, I have a feeling that the costume is going to be improved upon. They seem to do that between movies. So like the the Captain America outfit in movie one was a little different than movie two and a little different in movie three. They keep improving upon it. And I think they're, I, I have a feeling, I don't know, I may just be talking out of my butt here, folks, but... They may improve it. I feel like they might. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, the suit functionality, however, was pretty awesome because here's the thing about Sam as Captain America. He's not a super soldier. He's going up against super soldiers. There were a number of times where he just he uses the flight parts of the suit in unison with the shield in in you know, as part of his fighting style. And it was really awesome. There was like a moment, for example, where. He's he's fighting Morgenthau, and she's punching him, and he throws the shield up to block her punch, but because he knows she's a super soldier, that he's not just going to be able to stand there and take that punch, regardless of the fact that he's holding the shield. So he uses his wings to, they jut out behind him and dig into the ground behind him and anchor him there on the spot as she punches the shield. It was pretty awesome. There was also a really sweet moment. Where he rescues some people from a helicopter because when Morgenthau and her people take over the GRC conference, they put a bunch of these folks into the back of armored cars, like armored personnel carriers under the, they, they, they have folks, the, the flag smashers have folks undercover as security here at the, the GRC convention. And so they're ushering people into these armored personnel carriers. They're like, they're like armored bank cars, but they have seats in the back. And, uh, they lock them up inside to take them hostage, but they also throw some into a helicopter. And he, it's, it's really awesome because with his new suit, he also gets Red Wing back, which is pretty cool. And so he has Red Wing fly around the helicopter and take scans of everybody. And then using the onboard computer, find out using facial recognition software who of the the government people they have as hostage, who knows how to fly a helicopter? And once he finds out who that is, he contacts her through her phone and lets her know what's going to happen, which is he's going to take out the pilot. And as soon as he does, it's like count down from five and then be prepared to take over this helicopter. And then he does this freaking thing where he just I don't know, man, he likes uses the shield to smash open the door or the window of the door. And he just flies right through the helicopter and takes the pilot with him. And then this woman takes over flying the helicopter. But there's a moment where the helicopter crashes, or at least a helicopter crashes. There is a, a, I believe there's a police helicopter in the air and that might be the one that crashes. And, and he has, he has, maybe he rescued, I'm I'm trying to remember now. It's been a few days since I watched it. He, maybe he rescued someone, one of the police officers from the copter and, and, he lands on this bridge and the helicopter is, is falling towards them and he uses his wings to, to just create this barrier around the two of them and it deflects this falling helicopter as it's crashing toward them. It was pretty awesome. Um, Bucky, of course, is there helping. Now John Walker is there helping, but he shows up. Originally, he's got his Captain America costume on. He's got his new shield that he created, which, um, doesn't last long. And he shows up presumably to kill Morgenthau because there's a scene in one of the previous episodes where he is telling the parents of Lamar Hoskins, his partner who died. Morgenthau is the one that killed him on accident, but that's what triggers his rage. And he kills one of the other flag smashers. Well, he tells Lamar's parents. That he killed the flag smasher that killed their son. And he didn't. He completely lies to them. He's trying to give them some sense of closure. But now he feels like he has to follow up on what he told Lamar's parents that he had done. And so he shows up to kill Morgenthau. And there's a big fight between the two of them. Uh, but he ends up letting her go because she sends one of these armored cars full of people about to it's she sends it off this ledge. Basically, it's about to fall off this ledge and he saves them. And it's really kind of a nice scene for John Walker, because instead of just making him a crazy psycho who ends up in jail or something or or they have to put down like a mad dog, you know, he he has kind of it's a fast arc, but he has an arc. He goes from wanting to be the best Captain America that he can be to letting his rage take over and killing a man in front of everyone and god and then he he takes that rage and he goes to kill morgenthau but then he ends up tossing his new shield aside so he can save these people and and in the end he ends up with val the uh the countess and she gives him a new suit which is a, the exact same captain america suit that he was wearing but instead of the blue, it's black. So it it more closely resembles his U.S. agent suit. And she tells him that the world does not need a Captain America. It needs a U.S. agent. And he's all like, I'm back. But he doesn't have a shield yet. So I'm wondering if he's going to get a shield because he kind of has to because John Walker, U.S. agent, does have a shield. Now, uh, Buck, like I said, Bucky's there. He helps save a bunch of people. Sharon Carter is there. It is revealed that she's the power broker, which I have kind of, you know, I think I went back and forth in the last episode. I was like, she, I, when I started the episode, I was very much in the Sharon Carter is the power broker camp. But then when I started talking about her hiring Batrock to help out the flag smashers who, who the power broker is angry with, I kind of went back and forth. But yes, she is the power broker. Or so we're, we're supposed to assume there's a couple other theories out there. Uh, for example, the one I read today that just kind of blew my mind a bit. What if she's a scroll? You know, we're going to be seeing this a lot. We know that there is a secret invasion show coming up. And if they do what they did in the comics, we're going to find out when the secret invasion show starts that there are some folks that we have been watching in the movies and in the TV shows that were actually scrolls. All along. And so I have to assume they need to start setting some of that up now. And I don't know if they've thought that far ahead. I don't know if they said, okay, we're going to do this secret invasion show. Let's go ahead and start deciding who's going to be scrolls now. Let's make Sharon Carter a scroll because, uh, we can make her pose as a bad guy and and everybody will be freaking out that Sharon Carter has turned evil. And I, I don't know, but the scrolls aren't evil. So I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know about that theory just yet, but. There's a theory that uh, maybe she wasn't really the power broker, but she works for the power broker, and so she has to kind of be the face of who the power broker is, even though there's somebody else behind the scenes. But again, everybody was saying that about Agnes as well. Well, Agnes is, um, you know, Agatha Harkness, but we don't think she's the big bad. There's another person, and I was right there alongside the rest of them. There's somebody else pulling her strings, and that doesn't seem to be the case, so... I think what Marvel has kind of proven over these last two shows is that they don't go as big as the fans are hoping they do. You know, they if they put somebody out there that seems to be the big bad and then they tell you, uh, yeah, it is the big bad, then that's who the big bad is. You know, until shown otherwise, Sharon Carter is the power broker. She does get her pardon at the end of the show. It's a mid credit scene. And as she's leaving the building after getting her pardon, she gets on the phone and she says, "Okay, so I'm back in with the government. I know the whole super soldier thing is a bust, but get prepared to start selling government secrets and technology and and blah, blah, blah and all this junk. And so there's a lot of talk online that this is setting up what will be Armor Wars because Armor Wars was all about spymaster stealing tony stark's technology selling it to justin hammer and then justin hammer using it to create weapons and armor for villains like the beetle and stiltman uh and so forth and then tony had to go around and start beating up all these villains to take his his tech back and well t- tony's dead at this point but Probably what we're going to see with Armor Wars is we're going to learn that somebody has stolen his tech, you know, Tony's technology um, and ha- they're using it to create weapons and blah, blah, blah. The bad guys have it. Hydra has it. Somebody has it. And Rhodey, who is now, well, he's War Machine, but he may be Iron Man going forward. I think that would be kind of neat, although we are supposed to see Ironheart. And then, of course, we have Pepper Potts in, a, in an iron costume as well. So, but. There's a precedent for, for Rhodey being Iron Man, so we may see that in Armor Wars. He's either going to be tracking down and taking out all this tech as War Machine, or he may be the new Iron Man. It may be one of those things where when Armor Wars starts, he is War Machine, but by the end, he's Iron Man. Maybe Maybe Armor Wars is supposed to set up James Rhodes as the new Iron Man, just like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier set up. Sam Wilson as the new Captain America. Uh, So, yeah, it was a great episode after they beat up the Flag Smashers and they arrest him and all that good stuff. He ends up giving a speech because that's what Captain America does. Not a lot of people know this, but one of Captain America's superpowers is the ability to give a speech. And not just any old speech, the kind of speech that motivates people and inspires people and captivates them. They can't help but listen and feel like freaking pumped and inspired. And so he does somewhat the same. But his is his speech is a bit more has a bit more of a political bent. Captain America, even though he he wears the flag, he is Captain or, or I should say Steve Rogers, even though he wears the flag and he is Captain America, he was never in it for the politics. He was not a politics guy. He just his he was more the spirit of America. And he uh, fought for what was what he knew in his gut was right. And he knew what was wrong. And it didn't matter what if a politician was telling him do this, if it was wrong, he wouldn't do it. Um, Bucky, on the other hand, I think he wants he's going to end up being a bit more political and he's going to uh i mean he's not going to he still knows i think he's got that ability that steve does which is in his gut he knows what's right and he knows what's wrong and he's always going to strive to do the right thing but his speech was less a uh motivational inspirational hey america let's get together and and help all these displaced people out it was more okay governments around the world you guys are trying to take the easy way out i know it's complicated uh, uh, half the population of the world disappeared for five years and now they're back and they're finding that there are people living in their homes and doing their jobs. And, and what do we do with these people that have just come back? And, 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 you know, he said, I know it's complicated, but guess what? You are government officials from the various governments around the world. You have just as much power as Thanos did. You have just as much power as Thor. You have just as much power. As any of these superheroes, you can do the right thing. You just have to choose to do the right thing. It's not about doing the easy thing. It's not about doing the thing that, um, pads your bank account or maybe makes the richest of your supporters happy. You have to do the right thing. And, and in the end, he does somewhat inspire them to do the right thing. And, and it was really, it was a great speech. It did touch upon the question of race. He says he knows that whenever he's going to put this costume on that people are going to look at him with hate in their eyes. They're never going to accept a black man as captain America. And he's like too bad because I am captain America. And there's, there's a great moment where there's these, these two black guys and an older man and a younger man. And the older man goes, that's black Falcon right there. And then the younger man says, no, that's captain America. And it was, it was a nice, a nice scene. Um, I thought the show wrapped up very nicely. I'm interested to see where they go from here, because there's a lot of talk about what may happen with John Walker, for example. He was he was a West Coast Avenger. He was in a, a team called Force Works. Um, there's talk now about um, maybe a, a version of the Thunderbolt. So the Dark Avengers being formed, because right now in the MCU, it's a it's a much darker time than it was before Civil War when heck even with uh winter soldier what's kind of winter soldier started and the whole hydra thing came out and then we had civil war and then we had infinity war and end game the mcu got super dark and it's and it's still quite dark it's less the uh optimistic happy hopeful place it was and now it's more like uh the world the world has changed and they they need a little something different. And and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of world we're going to get out of the MCU after these two shows. Now, I'm sure there's a heck of a lot more than I that I should be saying. I always find that when I'm done with the episode and I've got it, re- I've got it edited and I've got it thrown out there for you guys. I always find that there was something that I forgot to talk about that I meant to. But you know what? That's going to happen. I don't re- I, I can't think of anything else. That I wanted to make sure I wanted to mention. I did really enjoy the scene with um, Isaiah Bradley, where Sam shows him the addition to the Captain America memorial, the Isaiah Bradley part of the Captain America memorial. It was really nice to see that because now the world knows who Isaiah Bradley is and, and what the government did to him. Uh, His grandson, of course, I think I've talked about this before, he was in the Young Avengers. So we're we're getting introduced to a lot of characters, um, and we're going to get introduced to more characters as some of these shows come out that were part of the Young Avengers. We had Wanda's kids in WandaVision who technically they weren't real, but they weren't real in the comics either, and yet they end up being reincarnated and become members of the Young Avengers. And now we're meeting Isaiah Bradley's grandson, who is a member of the Young Avengers. They don't give us any hint in this show if he has powers, but he was born from a dude who had the super soldier serum. So there's a good chance that he has some super strength to him. Uh, We're going to be introduced to Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series that's coming up. And she was in the Young Avengers. We've already been introduced to Ant-Man's daughter. She was in the Young Avengers um, Ironheart could be in the young Avengers whenever we meet her. Riri Williams. I think that's her name. Didn't read a lot of her books. So I don't know a lot about her. So I'm interested in, in meeting her, uh, whenever I, I don't know if hers is a live action series or, uh, or an animated. I don't know. I, I need to, I need to look into this stuff, but there, there was also a moment. I think it was at the end when they changed the title for the show from the Falcon and the winter soldier To Captain America and the Winter Soldier, basically telling us that Sam Wilson is the new Captain America. He is not the Falcon. They did show us a bit of, um, Lieutenant Torres in that last episode when Sam's giving his big speech. We see Lieutenant Torres working on something at a workbench and watching the TV, watching his speech on TV. And we're going to assume, I don't know, maybe it was obvious. I didn't quite notice, but I'm going to assume he was working on Sam's old flight suit, which will, uh, end up paying off at some point in the future with Joaquin Torres showing up at some point as the Falcon. And it could be in the new Captain America. They have announced a Captain America 4 in development. The, I think it's the folks that wrote for Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're going to be the ones writing the new Captain America 4. And it will have Sam Wilson in it as Captain America. I'm looking forward to that. Because again, the way he uses his flight suit and the shield together and the way he fights using all of that is just, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. And as bummed as I, I mean, I'm, there was a a, a point during the show where I just kept thinking, he's got to get the super soldier serum at some point, right? You can't be Captain America without being a super soldier. He can't just be a regular dude but he's going to be just a regular dude and I'm going to be okay with that because it's it he's he's pretty awesome. I'm really happy with with uh Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson and I'm really happy with Sam Wilson as the new Captain America. I think I think what we got in store for us in Phase 4 of the Marvel the the cinematic universe is going to be pretty amazing. The Shang-Chi teaser trailer was pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Everything that I'm reading and seeing, and I try not to read up too much on it because I don't want to be super spoiled. I do want to be surprised. I like to have an idea of what's coming up, but I don't want to be spoiled. I want to have some surprise, but also know just a little bit about what might be going on. Um, But the more I read about Moon Knight and She Hulk and Armor Wars and Hawkeye. And then we got Loki starting in July and June. Uh, good Lord, what else we got coming up? We got the What If animated show, uh, Secret Invasion. Did I say Armor Wars? There's so much that's coming up. It's just, it's just freaking amazing. It's amazing how much work they're putting into this world and this universe and how they're tying it all together. And, uh, so far I've been really happy with it. There hasn't been a moment where I thought they dropped the ball, except for maybe Doctor Strange. And only because I don't think, even after watching it, I've only watched it twice. I've watched most of the other movies more than twice. I've only watched Doctor Strange twice. And I still think that they don't do a great job of giving you a sense of time, the passage of time as he is training and he is learning all of his magic and whatnot. They just don't do a good job of it. I don't think that it just because and well and because of that, it feels like he learns everything really fast, and everything happens really fast. And when, in fact, from what I understand, from the the time that the accident happens to Stephen to Doctor Stephen Strange, and the time that he and the the time that the movie ends, all that all that time where he's searching for for a way to fix his hands, and he finds the the uh, Sorcerer Supreme or the Ancient One, and 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 all this stuff years go by during all this, but you don't, you get the sense that I just didn't think they did a good job of of making you feel that passage of time. To me, it almost felt like maybe a month went by and and all that was happening and it felt kind of silly. But other than that, I've been really happy with everything about the MCU and Falcon and Winter Soldier is just another rung on that ladder. And I thought it was just a very well done show. Uh, I wish there was more of it, but all we can do now is just wait for Loki, which I think is going to be pretty awesome as well. What would you guys think? Did you enjoy it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you think it was too fast? I'd like to know. I'd like to know what you all thought. You can, if, if you're listening to this, if you're a patron and you're listening to this through the Patreon, you can give me your thoughts. Just leave a comment to the post over on Patreon. If you're listening to this on the Just Another Fanboy feed, you can send me an email at feedback at justanotherfanboy.com. Regardless of where you're listening to it, you can join us on the Facebook group called Or Else, O R R Else, and come join the discussion over there. Tell me what you thought of the episode, whether it's this episode you're listening to now or the episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. It is a private Facebook group, so you do have to request access, but I'll let you in. Just don't get in there and start being a jerk because then i'll kick you out and if you're not sure what that means to be a jerk well try me that's all i'm saying try me don't call down the thunder because you're gonna get it that's all i'm saying all right that's it that's the episode i hope you enjoyed it talk to y'all later i'm out
0: Good job. (gasps)